welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with the A.B. Corcor Foundation for Mental Health. I'm Terry, the creator and co-host of this podcast. I've lived with depression most of my life, and I know how easy it can be to feel all alone in the experience. I'm not alone, and you aren't either. And I'm Dr. Anita Sands, a licensed clinical psychologist and life coach with a number of my own diagnoses, all of which bring a certain amount of anxiety and depression along with them. There is great power in shared experiences. We share our own as we engage in intimate and candid conversations with our weekly guests, exploring different perspectives on and experiences with depression. We keep it real because depression is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. So it's officially a new year. Can't say I'm sorry to see 2022 go. I don't know about you, but I found it particularly challenging and really rough. So, And then there's the fact that we all had to experience it with depression. So we just want to take a second before we dive in here and acknowledge that truth and give a shout out to you right now for listening, for being here, and for having the instinct for self-care, for trying to find it, and for sharing this moment with us now. We won't wish you a happy new year, because that's just annoying, <laughs> but we will say that we wish you light, strong, and bright enough to pierce any darkness that you experience some ever-burning embers of hope, and the reassurance that you are not alone in your experience of depression. And that's for starters, anyway. (laughs) Good wishes. If you Mm. listened to last week's episode, you know that Bridget, my sister, and our co-host for the first five years of this podcast, including the first half of this year, is joining us. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Terry. (laughs) Hi, Anita. For our look back on 2022, and specifically to just talk about an episode that impacted us, that we remember, that stuck with us, and what it was that the guests said that helped us manage our own mental health in the past year. So now Anita, Terry, and I will share and discuss some impactful snippets as we and three former guests give our voices to depression. So I'll go first this time. Do it. I loved everything about episode 217, the 12 steps revised for mental health with Wally. This was such a powerful and helpful reworking of the AA 12 steps. And Wally just does a brilliant job of helping us make a conscious commitment to managing our depression with these aids. So let's listen. Okay, I call these my mental health 12 steps. Um, Number one, we admit that our old ways of being had failed us and that our lives had become unmanageable without skills, strategies, treatments, changes in our thinking. Two, we came to believe that with faith in ourselves, we could learn how to manage our various states and their symptoms. Three, we made a decision to believe in ourselves and turn our lives around. Four, we made a searching and fearless inventory of ourselves. Five, we admitted to ourselves and everyone else the exact nature of what we found in ourselves. Six, we were entirely ready to put forth the work to manage our states and any defects we found. 
Seven, we grant ourselves the grace to be human and to learn new ways to be. Eight, we made a list of everyone who had been harmed by our symptoms and became willing to understand their experiences with us and to do better in the future. Nine, we take responsibility for the consequences of our symptoms in our lives and work to make amends where we are able. Ten, we continue to look into and inventory our lives for issues where our symptoms go against our internal integrity. Eleven, through meditation, tools, medications, therapies, and other means, we seek to improve our relationship with ourselves and our integrity and with others. Twelve, having experienced these things in our lives that brought us here, we reach out to others to give them hope and even help and support. Oh, Wally, I'm so grateful. My brain really likes steps. It just makes it so clear and so doable. Thank you for breaking it down for me. So this is just an awesome way to challenge depression. What I really like about it is that any tool, right, whether that's going to be meds or journaling or exercise or mindfulness or 12 steps, we have to make them work for us. And Wally does that so specifically and intentionally that, you know, he has actually gone through and said, okay, 12 steps works for me on some levels. I want to hone this. I want to make this more mine and more more meaningful for me and more effective for me. And I think that's our challenge with all of the tools in our toolbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that you don't have to do any of it perfectly. I think that's the other thing I loved about this episode and, and Wally was really his emphasis on embracing our imperfection as human beings and, and giving ourselves a lot of grace. In fact, um, let's play another snippet. So many trauma survivors. You know, we just don't know how to be human, and we won't grant ourselves a single grace about it. And then everything is a catastrophe. I'm a failure. And then the negative self-talk spirals, and I'm, I just refuse. It's like, no, we, we are human, and we need to grant ourselves the grace to be human. How does that make a difference in the way you feel about you? It reminds me to let some of these things go where I'm judging myself, you know, so I can... I can be mindfully dismissing my self-talk and something will come up and I'm like, but I'm human. You know, that my response as I fact check these things and I'm, I'll just say to myself, but I'm human. You know, I'm allowed to make mistakes. You know, did I learn from it? Yes. Okay. You're canceled. Next self-talk. <laughs> That's just great. Mindfully dismissing my negative self-talk. Bring that on in 2023. <laughs> Bring that on. Yes. Anita, in both Patty's and Wally's episodes that you picked, they're talking about CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, and challenging their thoughts. And it's so interesting that both of the ones you picked are focused on that because, for me, that has been a challenge, and it's something I plan to work on in this coming year because it'd be really nice to say, am I? Am I worthless? Am I a burden? You know, instead of just hook line and sinker swallowing it every time those mm-hmm. thoughts come into my head yeah and i think i think as so wally you even shows you know he he's gotten into this practice you know this is something that he just does now almost automatically and i love how he's saying you know um i'm allowed to make mistakes did i learn from it yes okay you're canceled next right it's sort of like you get faster and faster at dismissing you know these these lies that depression are telling you when you really really devote yourself to the practice of it. So I think that's a great, a great plan. It's all just, again, that little bit of objectivity to Mm -hmm. look at it, see Mm -hmm. it and question it instead of having it be 
Mm-hmm. What do you say? Yeah. Ruling the roost. You know, it's it's taking power back so that we can transform and become our better and better selves thought after thought after thought you know that's not it doesn't have to be a huge overwhelming thing it can be a right right thought Mm -hmm. changing a thought and pivoting from a thought that's a doable step for me well i chose episode 196 resolving to prioritize our mental health in the new year with dr margaret rutherford Uh, Dr. Margaret points out that so often our resolutions come from a negative place, you know, come from a place of self-judgment. And that's why I chose this quote. One of the problems with uh, losing 10 pounds in three days is that it starts off with self-loathing and shame. And I think that any goal that you set um, when it is based in, you know, I hate this about myself, I want to change it, is bound because you will you will slip up. You will make a mistake and then you pile on the shame again. And that makes that just such a, a very difficult dynamic to work through. So I think better kinds of resolutions recognize that uh, that our our health is a totality. It's our physical health, it's our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health. I like to think of it as planting seeds or thought seeds, if you will. Um, and and I couldn't agree more. It's all levels. It's emotional. It's physical. It's spiritual. It's mental. It's everything. So again, here's that theme of playing with and 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 taking ownership of our thoughts and redirecting them in a way that serves us call it a new year's resolution if you want but it's empowering and it's a game changer i love this i love this bridget and i love what she was talking about about not starting out in the negative yes. um with the with shame and self-loathing and it just reminds me you know if you're if you're going to plant a seed you don't want to bury it so far down oh. under the ground it's got to move so far up just to get <laughs> just to get to where it's going to start getting some light so mm. so i really love this idea of starting with positives and and things that you deserve and things that you want as opposed to ways that you're not good enough um it just means we can start growing from you know into the into the light much more quickly great metaphor (laughs) again bring it on in 2023 bring that on (laughs) dr margaret challenges us to to think of it as what what can i specifically do today let's say in the category of self-care that will affect my future positively and that's just a really empowering question to ask yourself let's hear dr margaret what I mean by that is you look at your past and say, are there things that are affecting me that I, I must realize I can be aware that those things are affecting me and that I want to heal those? I want to connect with things that I've been afraid to connect with or have denied were important. So you want to look at your past. You want to look at your present to say, what can I do today that is really good self-care not superficial self-care not something that is just going to be kind of light and fun or something you do once and then you never do again real self-care is more about taking care of the small things cleaning out a drawer or going for a walk with a friend or doing things that are very tangible that help you sustain a better attitude i appreciate that 
self-love and self-care and choosing to focus our efforts and our attention on the change that we're calling in. It, it just, it's also hopeful to me, it, you know, and that's really what I'm looking for in this new year is, you know, we need a, was it this episode that you said embers of hope? Mm-hmm. I just really want to like have a billow and blow on my little mm-hmm. embers of hope. And I wish that for everyone in the new year. Same. Boy, I would take <laughs> mental health and a better attitude and a uh, a commitment to self-care over having a little more money in the bank or losing 20 pounds as I go into this new year. So um, I, again, Bridget, thank you for choosing this because it's a good reminder for me because you can get into it so easily. You can get into the, you know, I've got to start doing this. You know, I hate this about myself. So nicely done. Hey, Terry, let's hear what your choices were from 2022. I chose episode 194, Journaling to Get the Ugly Out with Gina Berry. Journaling is one of those techniques, one of those tools that really helps me. And it's one I forget to do all of the time. It seems like when things are going well, I don't want to stop and journal. And when things are going poorly, I don't really have the energy and I don't want yet another journal filled with negative. But I really appreciated the intentionality with which Gina journals. I call it getting the ugly out. Like it's, it really is like getting all of the things and all of the hard stuff out of my brain and in a book. I think you talk about this in all of your podcasts of like the the ugly voices in your head that aren't real. I mean, they're real, but they're not true. I mean, I think it's just one of the tools for me. Journaling is one of the tools. I can talk about how I feel, but it's different than actually writing it down. There's something different in the way that that works for me anyway. I feel like giving your feelings a voice helps them not just sit there because they keep, all those feelings will keep like repeating themselves until you acknowledge them and say, hey, I see you, I hear you. And I love that metaphor in the way she explains that because for me it's like a to-do list I can be laying in bed three o'clock three o'clock in the morning is when I wake up with the to-do list running Mm -hmm. and if I have it on a piece of paper I can say to myself it's written down you're not going to do it right now anyway you've got it there you'll do it in the morning and the idea that it can work with your negative self-talk and it's like oh I actually don't need to be reminded that I'm all of the things you're telling my depression's telling me I am I've got that written down so we can just roll over and go back to sleep or carry on with our day or whatever time it happens to, to, to come into your mind. So I really liked that. I like that she also suggests that you're giving voice to your feelings, but her approach is doing so in a safe way, right? And that is the second quote I picked, how she makes it safe and how she makes it what I consider art. Very visually interesting. Here's Gina again. I just wrote and then I turned it 90 degrees and I wrote over top of that. And then I turned it 90 degrees and I wrote again and you couldn't read what I had written. And it was just this like moment of like, Oh, that's safe. Now nobody can read it. I can't even read it. It's safe that I wrote what I was feeling. And it, it just, that just started. And I, I filled a whole journal. It, it's messy. You know, some of this is really messy and really like um, angry. And you can see like some of the anger in some of these pages. 
and really dark. I'll get really heavy handed. And some days it's like tiny little writing over top of each other, very like precise, but it's just a texture. It's no longer actual words. And that is what Gina calls writing the ugly out. And there is a picture with the original episode number 194 where you can see what that looks like. And while she may be getting ugly out, the end result is I just found it beautiful. And what a relief to shake out or empty, you know, the brain just to give it a little little respite. And I really like that her her method of journaling gives you privacy and f- the freedom yes. to express the truth of your feelings. But once you've done that, no one can read them. It's it's just a it's just a brilliant way because I've had people journal and say, I don't want to hold on to this stuff. And we talk about just doing strategic journaling and you can you could shred it afterwards. But she really came up with this beautiful way of of creating art out of all of those feelings. It's just it's just amazing. It is. And then she's even taken it a step further and sometimes paints. She does do you know, what people would consider actual art on top of that base of words. And we post every single day across social media. And some of the things we have posted have been creations that she made for us. And it will be watercolors over that mesh of words Mm. that have messages like you matter and you are not more than your diagnosis and just other really affirming things. Mm. So we've um, not only learned a lot from Gina, but we also have tangible things in our hands from her, and I've got them stuck up on the wall right next to me as I am recording this today. So very grateful to her for both the suggestion on how to keep privacy and not just private from the rest of the world, but she doesn't have to reread it. And I know that sometimes revisiting my journals, right? Right, because yet you want to expose yourself to, you know, to those positive, hopeful, uplifting messages and all of that crap that your depression's telling you, you you know, it's already going to keep trying to worm its way in. We just don't need to be exposed to it, you know, visually even in in the form of journaling. So I love this. I appreciate the fact that that, that I call it a brain dump, you know, that that brain dump becomes the canvas, you know, mm. the background in which she then layers on different expressions of her inner world, right? And, it, and like you say, it's art. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Bridgie, thank you for coming back for our year in review. Uh, you yes. were the co-host for the first half of the year, so uh, we could, couldn't leave you out, but it's... Uh, it's also really nice to hear your voice again in an episode. It's an honor to be back. Thank you. So we picked episodes we like and that had an impact on us. We invite you, if there was a specific episode, whether it was in the last year or not, that made a difference for you in the way you manage or even think of your depression or mental health in general, um, go to givingvoicetodepression.com, look for the record a message button, And either anonymously or by leaving your first name, just let us know what it was. We can get that information to the guest and we can perhaps use it in an upcoming episode as well. And we love to hear from you. Please, it's just the click of a button. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear what you have to say. So it's a new year. And just to make sure that you know, you're not going to be going through it alone. We'll all beginning (laughs) through 2023 together. And we absolutely invite you to follow us across social media and 
in particular, our Facebook community of more than 11,000 people. It's one of the it's one of the most beautiful ways to experience not being alone in managing depression. Mm, I sure think so. Thank you to you both for being here. Thank you to you for listening. And we really, really, really hope that 2023 lessons are gently taught and learned. That's a beautiful intention. Right? As opposed to just kicking us in the teeth and the ass and all the other places it's been kicking us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. May it be so. May it be so. Mm -hmm. May it be so. Bye, guys. Thank you. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate and reflect on your own experience with depression, or better understand how to support someone else who is struggling. If this episode has been of comfort or value to you, know that there are hundreds of others like it in our archive, which you can easily find at our website, givingvoicetodepression.com. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up, even if it's hard. If someone else is struggling, take the time to listen.